0: You've just been telling about the period of obsessive sexual desire.
1: If someone wants to engage in masochism, go ahead and try it. I've tried it, and it's not interesting. Can
2: this be actually called studying? What is it?
1: No, it cannot be called studying, it's just… It's just a sacrifice to shadows. It's just a sacrifice to shadows, yes. And my consciousness is fully on its side. Let's say it is playing up total Alcohol. So
2: it turns out that you had a full package, magic, game addiction, alcohol, and pornography. A full package. A Jackpot for shadows. Why did you go exactly to church if you considered yourself an atheist?
0: I just got such an analogy, you know, as if you were being played with. If it's not hell, then what is hell? Hello, dear friends, it is Shadow Control. We continue our Eyewitness Stories section, and today, the guest of our studio is Alexander. Greetings. Sasha, please tell your story from the very beginning. What was it? How? The most interesting points, if you can recall. Give some details. I was greatly
1: interested in literature and science fiction. I loved fantasy, particularly with the books of one author, where the main character was remarkable to me at the time. Who got on another planet and almost died, but since he entered into a symbiosis, was a symbiotic abstraction. As far as I remember, he survived and his body gained additional abilities, and his consciousness allegedly would just say. It started living, right? This symbiotic abstraction, started living. And I immediately got thoughts, that is it, that is really it. And you can gain all of this ability — telekinesis, teleportation… I mean, there were a whole bunch of proposals at once. All these super abilities, such obstructiveness. Here it is in a full package, go ahead and just um, start gaining super abilities. Another book by the same author, I don't really remember which one, urged me to a notion that it is simply enough to wish and believe in this, really to believe. And it suggested such an idea to me straight in a voice that I shouldn't doubt it, I shouldn't admit any doubt. Everything will work, that way, telekinesis, everything else, in a click. Along with that, at about the same time, I was 13 or maybe 14 years of age, and I clearly remember that it was the beginning of the third quarter at school, just after the New Year holidays, my sister and our neighbour engaged in telling fortunes. I don't know whom they called there. they engaged in spiritism, used frames. I mean, they asked questions, and the frame diverged the yes or no. They said for themselves what was the yes and what was the no. And it responded to them. They came to me to boast about it and showed me how they did it. I was shocked. They held their hands, and the frame diverged by itself, depending on the answer. I got so interested in it at that moment. I was totally overwhelmed with this prospect. Which ones? The prospects of possession. If frame diverges, I could learn that. It appeared to be very simple. Take these frames into your own hands and ask the question. Exactly. What kind of questions? What did you want to know? I wanted to know the future. What kind of fear did I have in my consciousness? Fear before the future. It was constantly cultivated inside, so to say. Do you remember any specific question you asked? At least one or two. The questions were as follows. Who will be my wife? Who will I be in the future? And can I, for instance, muster telekinesis? Yes, you can. Was responded. How did you understand that? Yes, you can. They diverge. I mean, I hold these frames and they diverged. The frames are plastic. How can they diverge by themselves? It was amazing to me. They really diverge. So, can I? I can. So, how to achieve it? At some point, a thought came. Why? Yes or no. It's not that interesting. Let's make an alphabet. Let it answer precisely with words. I brought the alphabet, but nothing worked. Out for me. There are too many letters in the alphabet for the frames. Then it suggested, okay, let me answer straight with a voice in your head. Well, yes, go ahead. What is the saddest thing here? That it got me so excited that I missed a quarter at school. A quarter is more than just a month.
2: So you just stayed at home and practiced. Yes.
1: I just stayed at home and practiced it asking questions, and I don't remember what questions, all sorts of nonsense. Anything came into my head just to feed that thing.
0: Did you ask the multiplication table? No. No, I wasn't
1: interested in the multiplication table. Some ephemeral things were interesting.
2: Did you try to stand on a certain question? For example, you ask a question to which you definitely knew the answer and how? No,
1: no. Not when I definitely I definitely knew the answer. But for example, I want a Can you arrange it? I can. Let's do it on such and such day and time under such conditions. It told me what kind of conditions were necessary and what I had to fulfill. I had to do something with the cards, spread something out, I don't remember some kind of solitaire or something like that. The time came in a week. It didn't appoint it immediately, but a week later, so that I would just think about it and worry if it would work or not. In other words it was also feeding well on my waiting. The appointment day came, and it turned out nothing had happened. Everything was done, everything was completed. Where is the telekinesis? What else had to be done? Why doesn't it work? That's it. I said, liar, I don't listen to you anymore. We switched to a different format. That is what I'm saying now. At that time, of course, it was different. Resentment, frustration, understanding that I missed the quarter of school almost, and that I had to get grades somehow. So I went to school. It's time to work. It's time to work, yes. I went to school, and I don't know how I managed to do it, but I finished without an F's. Um, yet, what is the point? The point is that this voice didn't go away. It damn began to troll me in different ways, call me names. I found some counter-arguments, went away from that, and just quiet. But this background remained in my life, yes, it was just the half of my troubles. Over time, everything came back, and I got involved again. I started asking him questions again, as if everything that happened was forgotten. He answered something correctly a couple of times about the future and earned my trust. Up to the point that such manifestation as prophetic dream began. That's when I started coming across literature on magic. Let's say I studied it quite seriously, but didn't understand the essence of how, where from, how do they do Concentration of attention and also some signs are being drawn. I had to do some things at home, I thought, no, it shouldn't be like that. In other books, they written it differently. Well, I thought, OK, but it left an imprint, a painful inner imprint, because I really wanted this magic very much.
2: Could you please elaborate on what you mean by magic? Because this is a fairly broad concept. What is it?
1: For me, the understanding of magic was reduced to an obsessive idea, psilokinesis, and predicting the future. Consciousness was telling me, you can be a prophet, an oracle, you can predict the future. That has pleased my pride. I thought, yes, I really can. I considered myself an atheist. I didn't believe in God, there was no God. I controlled everything myself, I was my own master. In general, it is so humiliating when there is someone above you. How can it be, I'm my own boss? The thing is that I asked this voice in my head at the very beginning, what are you, a God? And he answered, yes. But how can it be, yes, if I understand that, internally understood that it wasn't God? <laughs> I came across another book, let's say, on self-development, and there I read a self-regulation. Autogenic training was given there. I thought, great, this is exactly what I really need to do, and something can change. I really started doing what was written there. Certain changes began. To the extent that I could control this voice in my head, I said, hush, and he became silent. But at the same time, I still had communications with this voice, with its yes and no predictions. I asked him whether something would work or not, and it has said yes or no. Then he told me, let me also control your body. Why do you have to worry about the future all the time? Why worry about anything in your life? If I actually know everything, I will resolve everything for you. And it started. This control was clearly manifested when I tried alcohol for the first time in my life at the age of
3: 15.
0: Okay, and then what? How did your so to say, aspirations to learn and gain supernatural abilities develop further.
1: The aspiration was quite obsessive. Generally speaking, the desire for freebies, everything came down to that. Where did all this gradually lead to? To oppression. A depressing background began, which I tried, let's say, to overcome by means of alcohol and drugs. The general oppressive background subsided but was a sensation of presence of someone behind me. It was becoming more and more obvious. When did it appear? Or was it sudden? You know, it was basically since childhood. But then it disappeared, or I probably didn't pay attention to it, maybe it really disappeared. But at that time it began to manifest itself more clearly not only behind my back, but in general, a kind of presence nearby. It was oppressive and leading, let's say, to depression, to overall deterioration in my internal mental state. The following trends of thoughts begin. You are nobody and nothing. You are not interested in anything at all girls don't like you, even at work, look, a collapse has started. So, if at first I was lucky and everything was fine, then I began to have complete disorder and everything, everything fell out of my hands, health began to deteriorate, there was always incredible sexual dissatisfaction. In other words, whatever I did, there was a permanent, some kind of general oppressive background moreover, the following was imposed, commit suicide. At first, it was just like this. Well, just imagine how you would do that during the next… Disaster situation, in my wife, something had happened at work. It said to me, That's it, you had enough, go home and commit suicide. And I decided to commit suicide. It immediately told me, Yes, go ahead. I was already riding on a trolley bus and thought, So what should I write? It told me what to write and to whom to write.
2: A farewell note.
1: Yes, a farewell letter. Or not to write it at all. Like, no, don't do that, why should you explain anything to anyone? What do you need it for? While riding home, I formed an idea of how to do it, but the struggle started inside again. On the one hand, yes, it's all decided, but on the other hand, don't do that. It was really a shout from one side, don't do that, but from the other side, do it. Inside, I realized I shouldn't do it. But that thing was pushing and saying, come on, it will be easier, that's it, everything will be over, everything that you worried about will finally be resolved, go ahead, everything will be fine. I lived on the 16th floor and already went out onto the balcony. Yet, when I was walking to the balcony one step forward, two steps back, there was still a struggle. As I now recall it, it was a battle for life that thing was sort of pushing me, it felt like someone was really prompting, go ahead, come on, screw it all. And it shouted, that's it, go ahead, don't pay attention, come on, show yourself. And there was only an understanding inside. Well, okay, I started talking to myself, now I will commit suicide, but what will I say to God? let's assume that I've already appeared before God, what would I tell him? And there was nothing to say. During that struggle and inner reasoning, like, well, what else do you miss in your life? I just started complaining to God that everything was bad, I talked to myself inside, and it released me. Then I realized what I had almost done. You know, as if a veil fell from my eyes. And I realized what I had almost done. Well, it's definitely impossible to endure it calmly. I burst into tears, of course. Um, That was certainly a total horror.
4: Still, this question came
1: up to me – is there God or there's no God? Why did this question arise? From the perspective that I will have to answer for everything.
0: For everything. What is it for?
1: For all the bad things I do in this life, first of all, for the thoughts.
2: So, you realized that what you were doing is… It's
1: bad, yes. Something bad, but not everything, of course. Well, I kind of wanted to help people. And what is good? I was developing all of this in order to help people, while in fact, it was all a cover-up in order to entertain my ego in front of my friends or even in front of myself. I could do it all that no one could. But I got into these mysteries. I began to understand more or less what was happening to me after I encountered the primordial knowledge in the books by Nasecia Novik. Then the Alwatra book was published. And only with the release of the Alwatra book I realized, so that's where it is going, it is actually magic.
0: How many years have passed since the moment when you started doing this and realized that it was magic? Specifically,
1: I started practicing somewhere in 1996, But the understanding came to me in 2016.
2: Well, from today's point of view, how do you look at this experience, the point that it drew to you that you already had superior abilities? How do you look at them now? Those were really super abilities, or what? No,
1: in fact, it was all deception, illusion, love-consciousness, just a lie. Initially, it draws this, of course, as some kind of achievement and some kind of spirituality. I mean, it initially parasitized on spirituality, on the idea that you will help people in reality. Whom did I help here? It gave me nothing but suffering, pain and disappointment, all the worst in life.
2: Well, yeah, just from what you've described, it doesn't even look like a super ability. It is actually so dubious, No, sort of unequal exchange.
1: Indeed, it's an unequal exchange, completely unequal. A lot of time was wasted on this. I could have slept normally at night, but I was awake in those lucid dreams, while during the day I walked like sleepy chicken. It was impossible to remember anything adequately, you know. There were moments when I came to work and realized that I had forgotten basic things. I sat down behind my computer and didn't know what to do. You know, everything seemed to be erased. Well, that's when I got seriously scared and decided to start changing something in my life.
2: Thank you very much, Sasha, for your experience, for telling us everything in such detail. I would like to ask you probably a final question. What did you learn from this experience? How are manifestations of the invisible world and magic practices interconnected?
1: Manifestations of the invisible world and magic practices are directly connected. It is a continuous process of a person's interaction or rather interaction of the invisible world with a person. And who does the magic? It turns out that the invisible world, through illusory promises, receives the power of human life for itself, the energy of life, the power of attention. Anyone who's skin and magic is doomed to live in slavery, in vegetation, under the control of invisible forces.
2: Well, our dear friends, as we can see from Sasha's story, The key and entry point for Third Forces, for the Shadows, is a desire for magic, a desire to have supernatural abilities and develop these abilities in oneself. As Alexander has already said today, a person who practices magic is doomed to the slavery of Shadows. Thank you very much, and be vigilant.
4: The system has been ruling these people in history from millennium to millennium by absolutely the same directives, thirst for power, egoism, and pridefulness. And once you told a very interesting piece of information about the influence of invisible forces, the third forces, I believe it would be desirable to tell in such a context about what people don't see, because it's the knowledge which helps a person today to understand how his consciousness works where these events are actually generated, that these events are generated in the invisible world, and who is the instigator of these events. Thus, may we also reveal the topic of Third Forces, at least in brief? Well, to understand what Third Forces are, there is a human Personality, Is that little callow angel, And there is consciousness. Human consciousness is a part of the system. It always tries to impose on Personality that the latter is consciousness. However, consciousness also has a tool of pridefulness. Or, as they said in ancient times, consciousness is that very… Well, in the past, there was such an expression, a matok, right? Consciousness is that very matok with which we dig graves for ourselves. Nowadays, it's a shovel, so to say. Whereas third forces are exactly those who intervene between consciousness and Personality. There are lots of them. I already talked about that. But all of them want to eat. Here, one should understand that neither consciousness nor these third forces, and there is a sea of them, have anything sacred or anything humane. They only have an appetite. It's like, you know, crazy businessmen who never have enough, no matter how much they earn, because competitions begin among them. And the fewer of them remain in this Forbes magazine, that it is its title, I believe, the broader their appetites are to become at least the third one, the second one, or even better, the first one. is the same for the system. It gorges endlessly. This is in brief, just for understanding.